watching Prohibition fall down. What's up, guys? Back with some Grow Talk. Excited, excited. How you doing, Scotty? Oh, it is good to be back. Thankfully, I brought a little Florida weather with me. I said it was 60 degrees out. It turned out it was 39, but I don't believe the computer. <laughs> hey, there's no way you can stand outside in a t-shirt in 39 degree weather. So uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Love Colorado. Man, as much as uh, Florida is awesome, it is a jungle. I want to say there's like 10 million people in like a 200 mile square mile area. It's fucking insane. So it's nice to be back where I can relax a little bit. <laughs> All right, let's chat about it. Let's chat about it on the next show. I'm sitting here for the people that watching the show, looking at myself, we can see ourselves in, in our monitors here. And I got a little iry before the show. And it's weird because now I'm, it's like you're looking at yourself in a mirror, kind of doing the show. I'm feeling like self-conscious, like, hmm, does my hat look right? I'm wearing the DGC. I'm sporting the DGC I, uh, truck, I trucker like it, mesh man. back. Yeah, I, like, I think you look good, dude. All right. I get conflicted, right though. Like when you wear... Like wearing your own brand, like you see like some product rep guys, like, you know, Dinesh will sport out some optic fuller. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I don't like to be the guy that wears like when you're going to the concert, that band's t-shirt that night to that show. What are you talking about, man? I'm not going to wear my Primus t-shirt from 96 to the Primus shirt in 2000. <laughs> That's just I got something off. to prove, man. You're, you're just, yeah, it's just like trying to be too OG. I don't know. Maybe it's like I, I don't, but I'll probably, I'll probably wrap the DDZ hat. Uh, we still have these available, by the way, guys, uh, dudegrows.com board slash merch if you want to check some out whoa passive aggressive there dude look at you coming on in the end <laughs> yeah fair enough let me give a show preview this is a grow talk guys looking forward to it We've got grower questions from dudegrows.com please submit your own anybody can be logged in over there uh this is slippery so oh, this is a dank nug this one's nice slippery mm. susan is stanky by stony rockefeller yeah, this is absolutely beautiful, and uh, this actually inspired. Or we'll make the announcement sooner than later, but this inspired us to do something. Uh, we also have Grow Talk, Ripe or Not by New Grower, New Grow Era 96. Fluffy Nug versus Hard Nug by Mr. Jazz Cabbage. I'm, lead, I'm leaning more towards fluffy. It's not a bad terminology. Some people think it's bad for uh, Nug terminology. Let's talk. Let's talk, <laughs> man. Can't believe you didn't take the bait and just start talking. <laughs> uh, just put a bag over her head and grow hacks by Sunny in Bectopia. Okay. All right, that girl's pretty cool, man. <laughs> and a different way to get there by Rocks. Rocks taked up. Rocks take up. Take up. I was, yeah, take up. yeah, I was rocks that up. I'm from South Florida now, man. So you know. <laughs> All right, before we get in the show, dudegrows.com forward slash support. Man, when you guys go support this show at $10 a month, we're still hooking up. Free seeds, some seeds here now. Best Coast Genetics, a lot of DDC have been popping these, uh, coming up with some nice-ass plants and dank buds. You can check out, if you want to read about Best Coast Genetics, they are on Seeds Here Now site, seedsherenow.com. We've got a new hookup, man. I put a new grower hookup over on for the Patreons, when you guys are logged in, it's the top post. And uh, if you didn't catch it, we just hung out with Jeremy from Build a Soil. It's a great hang. Uh, and he offered up a take and bake artisan soil building kit. I love it. Take and bake, man. So this thing is a pretty nice kit. I think it makes here, yes, yeah, 70 gallons or nine cubic feet of handcrafted artisan soil. Since everything you need all at once in a package. And the coolest thing about this, it comes with a big like 100 gallon bag in the kit. So you don't got to go get a tarp. You don't have to worry about making a mess, even if it's in your condo or whatever. 
And then if you prefer to use that as your grow bed, you're, you're good to go. Or you can just use it as your mixing bed. But badass, check out uh, Build a Soil. It's uh, the Build and Soil Take and Bake Artisan Soil Building Kit. And just comment on that post. You're entered to win. I think I set the date for the 25th or something in March. Just go check when you're logged in as a patron. Uh, I try to be a buzzkill, but uh, Papa Murphy's has got to have Take and Bake trademark. No? I think <laughs> that's a little bit of a buzzkill. Don't worry, uh, man. We, we get you a good attorney, man. Make it like it never happened. Let's get 30% off Real Grows Recharge and many other benefits. Just go to dudegrows.com forward slash support. And when you support the show, you'll get the password to our members page on Dude Crows. You can check it all out. Not to keep rambling on. I want to get into this grow talk. Yeah. Let's check out this dank nug. First of all, uh, anybody, again, please put your dank nugs up. Love to grab them for the show. Slippery Susan is Stanky by Stony Rockefeller. Right. <laughs> uh, the beauty's in the context, huh? I'm not sure. I'll just leave it at that. It says, whoa, the beauty's in the flower here. It says, hey, DDC, just throwing a few picks on here of my last grow that was harvested last week. The strain is Slippery wow. Susan by Exotic Genetics. I grew two plants in a two-by-four tent with a four-inch AC Infinity exhaust intake with fresh filters. The girls were growing in ES. DWC, deep water culture, and I'm also growing in cocoa as well. They were fed CX horticulture newts. I'm sorry, that's a decent line uh, with Cali Magic and HydroGuard. That'd be a uh, general hydroponics and botanicare product. Um, they went a total of 63 days and they friggin' stink. It smells yeah. like pine saw gas, moldy socks, and sandalwood. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Oh, man, I was hanging out with uh, somebody a couple of days ago, and they were, I was talking to him about dirty gym socks and tennis balls, and he goes, that's from wine, bro. He goes, it's uh, <laughs> oh, he's my, my buddy who was a waiter at a really fancy steak restaurant before. Now he's growing. We'll talk about him. In oh, well, this is, okay, I threw in the sandalwood thing. I have no idea what sandalwood smells like. Just wanted to sound sophisticated. <laughs> my filters and fans are brand new. Tons of Ona gel. And still could not get the stink totally eliminated. I'm hoping the stink is a good indication there'll be good smoke. Usually is. We'll see. Yeah. Thanks for what you guys do, DGC, especially. Peace. Talk about the Ona gel for a minute. That is uh, that is kind of like a grow hack there. You can grow some strains. You're like, damn, my carbon filtration has handled everything but this one. And maybe you only need it in week eight is when the stink starts to get through some cracks and crevices where it shouldn't be. That's where you can look at that uh, Ona gel as a decent option. Man, <laughs> you're coming back on gel stories to the head. No, but just sometimes a terrible smell is the best option to just mask it with a terrible smell. Well, like go get some like some type of hunting urine from like Super Walmart. Or, or just something decomposing, something that's gone anaerobic. Oh, gee. You know? <laughs> hey, In an emergency, to... like if you know they're coming, maybe. Ooh. But. I don't the, know. The hunting stuff, the like deer attractant that you put in, that's if you ever want to fuck with someone, that's the worst thing to put into the air intake of someone's car. Oh, I'm just saying. Jesus. That's, that's, <laughs> that they, that person, man. it's evil. They must have done something very, very bad. But this tank nug, um, uh, was it, we got, we had some, we're having some team meetings behind the scenes. We want to keep fresh content, different ideas coming to you guys. So we came mm-hmm. up with, we're going to make you having a panel show once a month. Uh, and in the net, we want to feature a bunch of nugs. We're having this weekly contest, right? 
We are having a weekly to the hell with the panel show. That is conceptual, all right? That is okay. three group meetings away. Okay. We, we are, uh, we're having a Dank Nugs contest, weekly Danks, Dank Nugs contest. I wanted to do something to reward all the folks. The Dank Nugs are just so crazy. There's some that don't even make it to the show. Because we get two, four opportunities to show Dank Nugs a week. So we're picking half a dozen Dank Nugs. I put Maestro in charge of it. I'm gonna, we're all going to put our uh, opinions in on it. Uh, but it should be really cool. So go take a look. It's actually on the Dank Nugs page right now. Go vote for your favorite Dank Nug. And we're going, uh, this week, I'm kicking it off with a pounder of recharge and a pack of Rasta Jeff Irie Genetic Seeds to the winner. So let's get it going, man. I'm going to hit uh, Steve over at HLG. Says he was down to throw some prizes. Uh, I'm sure Tanazi's down. We, we're going to have a bunch of really good prizes. The idea is to just to reward the growers that are uh, helping us make some really great content on dudegrows.com. And yeah, more to come. So go vote. Hell yeah, man. I'm looking at some of these now. Yeah, you can just scroll right to the bottom of that page and vote on which one you like. And Friday uh, we'll announce the results or you can see the results yourself. Yeah, we're like, all right, um, Maestro, you're in charge. And then last night, I'm like, hey, what about this one? How do you think about this one? I was about 80%. We agreed on 80. I think there was one we didn't agree on, but that's about it. So those notes are dank. And by the way, so this one, Slippery Susan is stanky. That's going to be on next week's Dank Dank Notes contest. So uh, get your entries in this week uh, till Friday. And then next week, we will have another contest. Give some more stuff away. Um, hmm, I think sometimes we record in the future. I'm not sure how that's going to work with our schedule, but uh, we'll we're going to fix we'll... it. We're going to figure it out in the future, dude. All right, man. All right. Team meeting. We're all proud of ah. team, team meetings. Oh, man. Shout out to Bruce Banner, man. He can always help me come up. I come up with the wacky ideas. He helps me make them real. So we'll be just fine. Dank Nugs contest. Go on over to dudegrows.com uh, slash Dank Nugs. Uh, there's a little button right on the top there. And click and, and start voting, please. Or grow talk question number one. Yes. Taking it right on in here. Ripe or not ripe? Ripe or not ripe by New Grow Era 96. Hey, DGC, beautiful pick here. I want to know whether or not my crop is uh, it's finished. It's been for, in flower for seven weeks, and the trichomes look like this. I'm not experienced enough to guess on their peak. Okay. Look, okay. Yeah. What? By the way, almost every one of these, when they ask you finish or not finish, just not even these questions, but when your buddy asks you, it's like ninety percent non-finished, ten percent finished. I would oh, say not oh, out of ten. Like times. you can, you can for the most part not even look at the pictures and be like, give it another week, <laughs> give it another week. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I would just yeah, just so we uh, for the new listener, just just explain in a couple sentences what we're looking for here. Uh, yeah, we can nutshell it. I mean, rule of thumb could be we want to see most strains one third amber or some amber coming in on your trichomes but this most of them are cloudy and then you see some to start to term amber okay to harvest but if you know the strain there's they, i don't want to say that's the rule that's the law i mean there's plenty of people that say i like it i like to harvest before i see any amber actually it's you know the desired effect i'm going for um but, hey, hey, but real quick what is the difference why i know a lot of people are harvesting clear clear is a lot of cbg Clear, uh, harvesting earlier is going to be when CBD is going to peak at the plant. CBG is one of those ones the plant has to have the genetics to be able to make it. 
it's just not going to make it. Um, oh, I thought ha- CBD was a precursor. CBG is a precursor, but it's very quickly getting turned into other things. Plants that are actually just loaded with CBG in it. Right. Uh, you, it's a genetics thing. To, Don't to ask for CBG. Yeah, to get to that. <laughs> So anyway, so what are the advantages? I know uh, rosin folks like uh, clearer rosin. They don't like the, the harvest when they're amber. It really just depends on your preference as a smoker. Just generally, the clearer the trichomes are, the more racy the high is going to be. The more you let go to amber, the more stony and cowslocky the high is going to be. Uh, when I run a strain <laughs> for the first time, it's nice to, when you know you're in the harvest window, because there is it's not like there's a perfect harvest date. There's a window of of the plant is harvestable and you're going to get good results from right. that. Once you're in the harvest window, take a bud uh, and kind of cure them separate from everything else, like harvest early a little bit, just like one or two buds and go through and then test that stuff later on and see what you like. So on the second run, you know, like, cool, I'm going to harvest it 69 days because that was when I liked the bud the most from it. My joint's actually on fire, man. I'm the opposite of people that actually care about lighting the joint, man. You can't put 69 days on something because you're – you, you you can if you're replicating the exact same growing environment no, that you had light. in the prior session. It's hard sometimes. Like if let's say you said, okay, on day 69 when I harvested in the winter in my garage versus day 69 when I harvest in the summer. I mean, some people can't control their conditions entirely. Other people can. A good rule of thumb, but just, yeah, everybody sometimes, or you'll have a pest hiccup or you have a nutrient deficiency. <laughs> Is that really what you call them? A pest hiccup? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, hopefully. Root aphids, man. It's a little, little hiccup. <laughs> to do this these days, guys, the little scopes that I've featured, I'm looking at mine now. I can't grab it. It's called the Sky-tastic. I love the wording of that. But these scopes are so cheap, under like 30, 40 US, that can go anywhere from 30 to 100 times wirelessly right to your phone. They're so dope. Like, that's what I'm recommending to look at the uh, trikes now. The LED loops are handy for whatever, 15, 10 bucks. Uh, if you don't want the LED loop, we can go as cheap as like $7 on the budget. But I highly encourage the LED loop really illuminates the LED illuminates the trike so you can see pretty easy. It, I was trying to find mine. I have I have both of those at uh, uh, right at my disposal here, but I, I don't want to start rummaging. I found this though. Hello, dude, are you there? Can you hear me? <laughs> I'm going to say uh, thanks for the question, New Grow Era '96. In the comments, Nunyel Biz, Savvy Grows, Just Cooling. What's up, Chad Westport? How you doing, uh, Ra Sufa? With the Vader cats. Very <laughs> cool. Very cool. Bactopia. Yeah, just cool. What's up, man? He's, a, he's an OG at these at this point. All right, I got a comment I found here. This one I think was off of YouTube from Diamond Sky. It says first time really tracking BPD after noticing my plants aren't exploding as they should. They look beautiful and praying, but just aren't going in overdrive as they should. My plants are in late veg, uh, thirty-five and forty-five days old. I have been told relative humidity isn't everything. My room is eighty-two Fahrenheit in the day. 76 to 78 at night and 44 relative humidity. Leaf temp, so a lot of people, you know, leaf temp is important if you're trying to screw a VPD, is leaf temp is 77 degrees. It says by chart, my VPD says one to 1.4, my room is sitting at 2.4. So he's saying he wants to be in veg at one to 1.4 is a good zone to be at for your VPD, but he's saying he's, to per his math, um, is at 2.4-ish. Guru, I need your help with this. I'm seeing that first off, he talks about his leaf surface temperature. Is that determined? Is there a difference on what kind of light, whether he's using LED or HPS or HID lights, whether 
It's it's going to depend on how you measure it. Uh, I'm assuming. Wait, that's a big difference, right? I just want to put, in my opinion, 82 is his room temp and 77 is his leaf temp. That seems big. That is uh, extremely indicative to me of he's using HPS lights. Uh, they put out infrared. They kind of artificially heat up the leaf surface with infrared light, 830 nanometer. Uh, so that's what I think is going on here. Uh, that makes no difference. He just has a negative five for his leaf surface temperature offset, which is very easy to throw into a calculator and figure out. Per my calculations, though, he's in VPD like 1.6 to 1.8, kind of depending on how you plug in that offset or if you just run off his leaf temp uh, midday. And what, you want to be at 1.0 VPD? Pretty much at 1? 1 to 1.4 is completely acceptable for uh, vegetative plant. 1 would be the, like, ideal. It's true, man. When you think about these things in nature, they have a range. You go to Hawaii where they grow that crazy good Kona coffee. It's not the exact same temperature and humidity all the time, but it's within a, you know, a range. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the reason, like in agriculture, they have USD agricultural zones for everything. And they kind of know generally what will grow there, what won't, right. uh, what you can do in certain places. You and I were arguing about about blueberries. I saw this huge blueberry plantation that was converted to a cannabis place. And uh, I was like, dude, how the fuck you grow blueberries there? They have to have chill hours. And sure enough, <laughs> they, they modified them. They can do whatever they want now. Where do they grow them at? Uh, well, I mean, a lot of blueberries get grown in Florida, Mexico, California. I mean, have you ever noticed like in the winter – Blueberries don't taste as good. They still got them at the grocery right, store. They're just right. not as good. It's different varieties that are uh, selected for those different regions and for their shipability. This dude's I, – I, I'm hijacking the show. I'm Thanks just having there. deja vu what about blueberries. <laughs> uh, bring it back to the – there's a second part of this question. You guys get like a little lost when they're listening to numbers such as I do. PulseGrow.com, uh, they have a VPD guide, all the charts there because there's different charts – whether you're in veg, whether you're in cloning, whether you're in flower, and then they have a calculator where you plug in the numbers here, and we can tell you what your VPD would be. And and also, hey, since uh, just up- VP, VPD, just in case people are wondering, this uh, the combination of temperature and humidity. Uh, plants got to breathe just like our skin's got to breathe. So letting it breathe well with the proper temperature and humidity uh, lets more water go through, and it lets the plant grow stronger. And the Pulse Pro is in. Uh, Chris is going to be up on the show here soon, and we're going to be hooking up some DGC. So I want to let you know the Pulse Pro unit, which measures now CO2, PAR, and PPFD. Uh, badass. It's a spectrum and color analysis, light light flicker frequency, which I don't even know what that is. That's why we're going to have Chris on the show. LFF, uh, we call it. It's, yes, this well, it's got a lithium-ion rechargeable battery. So this is a badass unit. Of course, it'll give you alerts for everything. I got a cool story about how a Pulse unit actually helped, like, prove that a grow did not, or did, the fire has not happened because of a grow. Somebody was pointing a finger, hey, as a grower, man, because you know they want to do that. They put <laughs> growers in the media a lot. Look what this rent right. this grower did to this rental house, um, and then, like, splash it all over, which some people do that. But regardless... Back to the pulse meter. It's going to give you notifications and date. It charts all this out, all the data out all the time. If you don't know what temperature your grow room was 34 days earlier, you can go on the app and check all that out. Pulsegrow.com, coupon code DUDE. You can get the pro now and stay tuned. Chris is going to come up on the show. We're going to talk some some serious shiz about grow. All right, back to grow. <laughs> Let's see We're here. We're kidding. Question number two. Oh, actually, there's a second part of that question. 
Um, raising the humidity to 55 would get me to my VPD I want a 1.2. Would this create a mold issue? I like to keep my room warmer as I will help drive the plants. When I'm following VPD in veg, my humidity is up, man. It's like 60, yeah. I think it was at 67, 68, almost 70. Yep. And it feels humid to me. I'm like, shit, I think the same thing. I think it's been embedded in my brain back in the early days of growing. Hey, if your humidity is too high, you're going to get mold. It ain't true. Like, it, uh, it has to. So, so there, there are definitely some keys to not getting mold in that, and it's just having a good grow room environment. Have your air moving uh, and good air movement and no stagnant air spots and, and have a, third, a good cleaned up canopy so that the air is moving through there. And humidity uh, in those upper ranges doesn't become an issue. In VPD, like if you look at it, it your target VPD as you go through flower and later into flower just rises and rises. So you're bringing your humidity down as you get later into flower too uh, to stay in that that target range for it. So it follows the bro science. It's just the actual science behind the bro science of dropping your humidity. Well, and you said flower. good grow environment. I use a filter. I think I mean I don't know if they still got them, but Horty Control um, mm-hmm. made a filter that basically is an air intake filter that's washable and reoilable and the blocks dust all room, these. Right? It's called a dust uh, room. I think that is. I think it is the dust room. Wait, you can also give me some grow hacks, DDC. I know I've seen different filters made when you can just simply make a box or something with one of those replaceable like furnace filter style where you can slide in and slide out. You can change it because furnace filters, the, the ones that are a little more expensive block, like all kinds of shit. And then I was thinking maybe you could cut that fabric in a circle and have some different size circles out of furnace filters or something. But I'd like to see some grow hacks on that shit. Yes, you can buy that furnace filter material. It's called horsehair from a long time ago, and you can cut it in any shape that you want. <laughs> you do say some old horsehair furnace filter. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was an air conditioning guy with my dad, so he's like, go get the horsehair, and I know what it was. All right, next Grow Talk question. Fluffy Nug versus Hard Nug by Mr. Jazz Cabbage. Ooh, Vlad Grace Cabbages. What's up, DGC, almighty DGC? Uh, I just want to start off by saying on behalf of any grower lucky enough to have found such an inspiring community, rich in knowledge and respect for one another, thank you all who make it possible. Right on, man. That was very kind of you. That was awesome. Thank you for that. And by the um, way, that we, we decided to have a community. <laughs> Y'all made it awesome. So, I'll second yeah. that. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Good way to put it. <laughs> Hey, sometimes I give the Elon Musk pause. I did just listen to him sit on Rogan again, and I can totally handle him. It's you're like, but I, that, actually, there's a couple where I'm like, did the did my internet just stop? Like, yeah, what happened? I never heard a guy talking about going to Mars make it, make it boring. It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, back to the show here. It says, uh, I'm not what you would call new to the block as a grower, nor would I say I'm the top dog. <laughs> good enough, good good enough that my weed's dank enough to give. You an allergic reaction by sneezing. Right <laughs> you ever have that done? You ever invite uh, a friend over when you're nice and you know you're nice and new to growing? Dude, I harvested, man. Come on over, help me trim. And you find out they're allergic to cannabis. There are people that are honestly allergic to cannabis, man. At least the oh, raw yeah. plant. He loves smoking it, but the raw plant fucked him up, man. He had a leaf. We've made fun of him ever since. Oh, I've heard some pretty extreme examples of that, man. Yeah, it's just like some people that. Like poison ivy doesn't mess with them much. And then there's other people like they got to go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. He was laying down in the front door and his throat was closed. And we were just 
you know, we're <laughs> fucking kids, you know what I mean? We're fucking with, no, I'm just kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> All right. But I've always wondered if, is Fluffy Nug just something that would be strain or phenotype dependent or would that environment factors slash grower style? Both. I just think it may be something new growers can understand as well as myself. You're all the shit and keep prohibition town by being uplifted by the herb. Much love and thanks in advance. Back at you, buddy. I know your flower looks pretty damn nice to me. I can tell you that. Gorgeous, gorgeous. That is a joy when you're good enough at growing to where you're like, hey, man, I want to gift you some flower or holy shit, homeboy's coming over and he's uh, grows the dank nug. It's, it's a little bit of a calling card. I think it's a little extension of your personality. Man, I was just reading the comments here. They're busting out the knowledge. You're just cool. And Chad Westport, um, yeah, his Chad Westport says many things can contribute can contribute this individually or, or cumulatively. Cumulatively, that's a tough one. Sometimes. Cumulatively, yes. Thank you. you. Just kind of like cumulatively. Oh, I still didn't get it right. <laughs> but the top reasons for airy buds would be not enough light intensity, PAR, PPFD, U moles. Too much nitrogen latent flower promotes growth instead of girth. A room or canopy that is too hot, more common with HPS, lights very close to the canopy. And finally, genetics. Some strains grow that way, but I have not grown your strain, so I don't have a point of reference. Well, these rock- are some these are some really good facts. You mind if we just take them one by one? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll be quick. I promise, man. But life. Good I always know. think about life intensity. Um, you know, when when I would grow under those forty watt or eighty watt LEDs back in the day, uh, I would get you know basically larfy bud. It had trichomes on it, but it was extremely larfy. Didn't weigh much. The more intense light. I think that hard nug, the dispensary hard nug, is coming from double ended gavitas. If that gives you an example, man. And potential nutrition growth style genetics like that's where the word cumulatively comes in see cumulatively i got it i like that man that's pretty (laughs) good just practice it's been a couple more times bro you'll get it um this has happened to me well the next one's too much nitrogen latent flour like that should be an easy one to avoid hopefully unless you mix like a hot mix right you're in control of your inputs Yes, and that's one thing I was fucking with the 2020-20 last year in the outdoor grow. You cannot go in the flower with something like that. Too much nitrogen. Nitrogen makes big green growth. Green growth is going to make a larfy bud. And it will also make a pepper plant never flower. Thank you. Thanks for telling me that after six months of growing one. I thought you were trying to grow a really big pepper plant. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Uh, room canopy that is too hot. I've had this happen. Uh, I, had a, I, I ha- harvested all right, but yeah, I did not get dense buds as well as when it's too hot, starts to steal terps, man, starts to steal some perp scarps out of your buds. Some of the what is that? That's that it's volatizing off? Those terps are actually volatizing off? What is that? Or the heat heat in a grow room? Yeah. Uh, getting rid of the smell? Yeah. I mean, that that's just the lighter volatilizing terpenes and flavonoids and just smell. Right. Uh, coming off the plant, and, and you, you can lose to some lead to some terpene loss, but you can also le- lead to more airy buds. That's just a response from a lot of different plants that have like bunched together plant growth in it. That uh, the hotter it is, the more it's going to try and spread out a little bit. Yeah, yep, that too, man. Things bolt. This last comment, um, but for rock hard buds and failing tests for rec weed and horrible long term health results, you can always add PGRs. I believe psychonutrients got busted for that a few years ago, as well as the classic Dutchman nutrients of old, but don't use these PGRs. And I haven't heard anything about that with psycho, and I don't know much about their line regardless, but I do but believe. Let's talk, 
I think this may it scares me because there's I, I don't rock hard buds. I guess they're gonna weigh more. That's what when they add weight to your harvest. But I get a lot of rock hard buds on the the uh, the black market free market here. Excuse sure. me. Added that sure. man free market. I hate to hate this. All of that. Uh, and some of them are really rock hard. Bro. I'm worried if it's an old screw grower, it's never changed their habits, and they throw some PGRs in there. There has to be some of it going on, right? I don't know, man. It's a, a bad thing to get busted with. You basically destroy your company. And we know people that have done well, it. Well, not if you don't have a company. You're a one-trick pony. Um, yeah, I'm talking if you're on the free market. Some There's plenty of growers still slinging a lot that I, I assume. I wonder how much PGR is still in. Cannabis. I mean, I'm sure, also, I'm sure. Hey, hey, well, hang on. I just want to say we're talking like pack low butrazol, which is pack low. See, I was going to say define PGRs. If you're using kelp, you're using PGRs, man. They're just made Ooh. by the kelp plant, not made in a big bioreactor somewhere. It's true. It's we're talking true. about phospho load. Yeah, there you go. That's that's uh, uh, what did I just say? The, the word pack was pack low. Yes. And it just makes these. I don't like pack low, bud, man. I think it ruins, bud. It's good for weight. I generally don't want a bud that I can hold up, drop on the table, and it just thud. Right. Like I, that, that generally, when I see that, I'm like, ooh, pack low. I would like way, this to be a little bit less dense than that. Just talking about terpene. Damn, I'm out of my groove. I'm interrupting every time, man. All right, I'm going <laughs> to shut up. <laughs> but uh, when you leave a bud on the table, it it doesn't stink after. You can leave the dankest, stinkiest bud on the table. You come back two, three hours later, it, in room temperature, those terpenes volatize off, you know? Yeah, it's my preference is just to have something that is what the plant was supposed to create. Some some plants just do totally freaking make some hard bud. Um, typically mine are a little bit, I don't like the word fluffy as far as thinking, oh, that they're really light and fluffy. Fluffy, like I can move the flower around a little bit and then when sure. I'm handling it, my fingers are getting greased up with the terps. Um, I like that flower that even that I've had that just light on fire in the bowl because the, uh, the oils are just, what do you got there? I'm sorry. I brought this weed to Florida. This is Bruce Banner weed right here. He gives it to me untrimmed. But just check this out. Guru, do we have enough cam? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But check this out. And like I said, this is untrimmed. This is just for showing you how dry it is. But spongy. Squishy. That yeah, shit yeah. It's great. I love it. It, it uh, It's great for joints. You can see I'm rolling the smoke in a joint of it. It stayed lit. It uh, doesn't run. It's just beautiful. So I love that humidity. By the way, I'm sure we can find a Boveda pack in there somewhere. Dude, let me tell you, I just went in the comments here. Uh, Mr. Jazz Cabbage. Um, is, what, is what, that? what is Jazz Cabbage, man? Weed. In uh, in Florida, we have Swamp Cabbage. As a matter of fact, I just missed the Swamp, Cab Swamp Cabbage Festival this weekend, man. Jazz Cabbage uh, is weed. <laughs> that makes sense, man. That makes sense down in the twenties or whatever. Hey, you got any of that jazz cabbage? He's gonna grow in a super soil mix of peat, sheep manure, cow manure, shrimp compost, cocoa, perlite, fishbone meal, glacier rock just, azomite, fossilized carbon complex. How come you go through them so fast, man? Will you go through <laughs> them at like just half speed so I can understand what they do? I promise I'll shut up, but go through them again. Okay, Pete. Pete, your base. Nice, nice base. Sheep and cow manure. That's going to add that organic material. There's plenty of uh, microbes in there. Okay, there should be, hopefully. Yeah, nutrition, and a, a shrimp compost. Oh, shrimp, that's that kytosan we talk about, man. That's, uh, uh what's that do, Guru? That <clears throat> keeps the, that, uh, uh has calcium, I thought, no? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on what it's coming from. The shrimp meal is going to have some calcium in it. 
Uh, but the main thing that you're getting, or other than the nutrition, chitin is in there. Right. Chitin being around in an environment increases the number of chitin-degrading bacteria Got that it. show up that make chitinase that breaks down exoskeletons of insects that kind of makes insects not want to be around. Sure. When it, it's not going to like, oh, I have bugs. Let me get some chitin to get down there and get rid of them. It's just one of those tools in the toolbox to be doing with your other tools sure. to just make sure that bugs aren't really a problem. Something that they find in good soil that yep. doesn't have insects. Exactly. <laughs> or if you're looking for a way to judge really, really good worm castings, if they actually list their account of chitin-degrading bacteria in there, yep. that is a telltale that you are onto a good source of worm casting, especially if it has a high number in there. I dick, thank you. Uh, the cocoa, which is just more of a mix-in, maybe for I'm not sure. That well, that that's a substrate that's gonna hold the that's gonna hold the plant, and you got your peat, which is the other half of it. So the peat's heavier, the cocoa's lighter, and it has a really great uh, water retention capability. So I love that. He's got. I would try so to far. do that fifty to fifty if he could on the cocoa peat. Well, I mean, he can't do it fifty fifty with all his other inputs. Okay, perlite. Um, <coughs> perlite would, to lighten it up, man. It's just those little styrofoam looking balls to lighten it up. I would not use perlite, and I will tell you just to listen to Jeremy from Build a Soil hanging out with us on a few episodes ago. There's some pretty good information. Uh, fishbone meal. Or, go ahead. Fishbone meal, is that nitrogen? Isn't that nitrogen in there? It's one of the, the macronutrients. It's, I it's, can't remember. It's not just one of them. It's going to be like broad-spectrum nutrition. I thought it had a shitload of, of uh, nitrogen in it. I, I, it as, as bone meal doesn't have nitrogen in it. Right. Fish bone meal has most of the stuff that bone meal does and then still has some nitrogen in there. It's like broad spectrum. Nice. Okay. But I nutrition? Like, I like uh, glacial rock dust. That's going to be what? Some micronutrients? Mi micronutrients. That's <clears throat> all the little stuff you need in five, you know, parts per million. You know, all those little tiny manganese. You know, manganese, a lot of people don't know <laughs> what that means. <laughs> Asmites, as same thing. It's duplicative. Mm, I learned uh, right, they're back. both asmite just as A to Z micronutrients is a rock dust. Baguano, baguano could go either way. I mean, you could have Nutrient. a bloom. You could have a. Uh, usually, I see them split and like bloom or grow. It could be seabird or actually, you said baguano specifically. I challenge you to research the sourcing of that and see if you're down. You must watch the documentary of the guys harvesting it as well before you choose to continue to use this product. But anyway, you can get high nitrogen baguano. You can get high phosphorus baguano. It's a quick-release organic nutrient. Um, hardwood ash. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Guru and I argue over, not argue, we have a difference of opinion over ash because I kind of will just take the ash and throw it on my lawn, you know, sprinkle it on the lawn and pot ashes. I read enough books, man. They used to take that ash. It was potash. It's high in potassium, potash. All right. Potash. I like to go with the dog pee analogy. Some wood ash and putting it in your soil, definitely a good thing. Uh, like dog pee on a, a pee spot is actually fertilizer. It's ammonium fertilizer for the plant. Dog pee, one, kills it. dog pee kills the grass because they over-fertilize it. Uh, same thing if you use way too much of wood ash on something. It in little quantities is good. Uh, using a lot of it, it can start to do some bad things to your soil. Right. Unless you're growing like blueberries and you want a super acidic soil, uh, then I would not use it to just put it down all the time. 
tell you how boring my life is. I was reading a, a news article this morning, and it was about whether two farmers arguing whether you should take your crop stubble and cut it and let it compost, or if you'd actually burn it and let the ash go in. And believe it Ooh. or not, the guy with the burning it is having better results. What the hell, man? It's not as good for the environment as just composting it, though. Sure. All, I'll, I'll show you this article we should cover it on Awake and Bake. It was interesting, man, because it was it's real egg. It's, it's not well, just... If you pull it over to my yard, you can burn your lawn instead of mow your lawn. People do, straight up. Hey, they do that for haircutting in some places. They do, they're like, cut your hair with the candle. Bro, you ever smell that? I don't want to. All right, I'll pull it back to grow <laughs> talk. I, I skipped one here, an ingredient called fossilized carbon complex. That's got to be biochar, maybe, or if not, I, I know that biochar is something that you, you could put in there. It's carbon, and the idea behind it is it's this hollow, these like hollow little caverns for in the carbon that microbes can live in, and it's light too. It's got mostly air in there, so it aerates a little bit. But ten percent biochar, awesome. Um, it says, of course, uh, recharge watered in once a week. Oh, and you ain't got nothing to worry about. I would say that the one thing I can read out of this ingredient, which uh, we just discussed as well in that hang with Jeremy, um, was the uh, fungus gnats. You're going to get fungus gnats. you got manures in here. Like the mix is going to have fungus gnats, guaranteed. So think about coming in hot with some predators or which be beneficial nematodes. Get some sticky traps to have at the soil level for sure to monitor some stuff. Because that really doesn't really mess with too many beneficials, hopefully, because not many beneficials hang out at the soil level. Right. Would you say? Right. Yeah. I don't think they're hanging out in. I mean, they're, they're hanging out in the soil. Got, but I've never had a whole shitload of beneficials in my sticky traps. It's always I mean, been part you, of my IPM. That's where you can't uh, have sticky traps. Like if you have praying mantis in your grow, wouldn't you be so upset? Just all on your sticky trap yeah you was gonna get eaten by your your brother anyway you know try and do the emergency surgery where you're pulling his leg off the sticky stuff uh, hang on you know, buddy you're praying <laughs> he's like this sucks by the way dude <laughs> all right thanks for the comments i hope that helps this is the reason for my original post was because the dude was bitching kind of hating on hard nug got me wondering ah <laughs> uh, that's so funny man well, since he's going to use some uh, recharge, uh, we'll shout out to realgrowers.com if you want to pick some up, guys. You can use coupon code DUDE over there. If you're growing the dank in Canada, rechargecanada.ca. I got some new sizes coming up here as well. And, uh, man, if you don't know why you want to use some recharge, I guess, what do you, I mean, you got the elevator pitch. Should I ask you that? I'm Just what we were talking about in that soil before. Uh, he's using his earthworm castings to, ste to get a steady uh, diet or at least a, a great starter colony of, uh, of microbes. If he can cultivate it correctly, he can keep those microbes going. Uh, it, I always err on the side of more microbes. I always on, err on the side of just using recharge once a week. The idea is to dump a bunch of beneficial bacteria and fungi just into the soil where they can go to work, man. They all solubilize nutrient and they solubilize nutrient and then their food for these other things, these protozoa and nematodes that deliver it to the plant. Don't have too much time with this plant. Like I say, what is it? Some people can cycle just in three months if you got it down. You know, you want to get all that shit inoculated quickly. 
you start in the beginning. And that's one of the things I'm not sure that I saw there is a mycorrhizae inoculation, which I include in recharge. Uh, that's a fungus that as soon as those plants go in, there's uh, bacteria, beneficial bacteria, mycorrhizae is a fungi, and they just attack that root or you know, in a good way. And they just help that root. They go, hey, root, man, you can put, make sugars upstairs in the plant. I can't do that. Send a few sugars down to us and we will take care of you. We will go into the soil and mine that food for you. I got high, I'm, man. I, if you want to get more <laughs> motivated and you're like, okay, you get it, microbes, check out that, uh, just a shout out to, check out that movie, Fant Fantastic Fungi, Fantastic Fungi. I think you can, I don't even know if you have to pay to watch it or order it anymore. Right. It's badass, man. It's all about this kind of shit. Yeah, and since we're just bullshitting, whatever, I hijacked the recharge commercial, uh, there's endo and ectomycorrhizae. If you ever looked on a lot of products, you'll see all sorts of mycorrhizae. There's just like fucking 20 of them. Most of those are ectomycorrhizae. They're the cool ones that you hear about on uh, all the videos because in pine trees and forests, they actually send hyphae from one tree to the other and they can communicate. They can transfer nutrients that way. Ecto, outside. I love that shit. We're worried about endomycorrhizae. We're worried about these fungi that are going to have thousands of thousands of invagination points. They're going to insert themselves into the root and it just creates all these additional root absorption points and places for the bacteria that hold nutrient to access the roots. It just increases the surface area of the roots like a hundred times, maybe even more. It sounds crazy, but um, you want to get that on right in the beginning. It's a fungus. Point to my fingernail. I don't have any fungus, but if a little fingernail fungus grows, guess what? As the new stuff grows, it's growing with the fungus. So um, yeah, you want to just get it on early and let it grow on the roots. Yeah, I have this fungus stuff that grows right out on my lips. I'm just I'm going to throw up. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> TMI, dude. All right. Grow hack. Um, thank you for the microbe talk. Yeah. You know, it's, I got a new thing where I don't come in and just get super stoned in the mornings. And uh, I don't know. I'm experimenting with just getting super stoned now. I don't know. I'll let, I'll let you know. I'll have to read the comments. <laughs> We'll have some grow hacks going up, guys, over on dogrows.com. This is Just Put a Bag Over Her Head by Sunny and Victopia. This is I found... I found a bug, so it was on like a Donkey Kong with the ozonator. So the ozonator that puts out like actual like a fog. Uh, no, the ozonator puts out water um, that then you can put into a fogger and and fog a room with it. Oh, she's ozonating regular water. She's ozonating water and then spraying the plants with that. Uh, I think with one of those the ozonators that we've used before. They're pretty trioxy cool. complete. The trioxy complete. That's right. But don't trioxy. Since <laughs> I, I had a lot to do and didn't want a ton of water all over the place. So I tied her up and put a bag over her head. It worked. Man, it worked well at keeping the area dry. <laughs> also, problem, it kind of supports everything for a little bit after the severe douching. As you can see, I use a misting hose end. I was able to really get aggressive up in that bag. I figured I'd share it. Obviously, you could do it with various sprays, especially if you really wanted to give a little <coughs> soak time. My lights are always clean. Uh, I thought maybe need a little HO science. Happy holidays, creeps. Okay. 
pray. <laughs> all I can do is just try and narrate. All right. This is That's a good tip awesome. though. I like it. Uh, keep, if you just got to hit a plant, you know, you don't want to get shit all over the grow room. You don't want to hit your hoods. You don't want to hit your lights. Uh, you're on the move. And yeah, you can get this and keep it contained. We actually have some more coming up. Uh, we have some DGC using and some more information on ozonated water. Shit is pretty interesting. Um, some study, uh, actually, Eileen was telling me over from over there, they did a study where she's like, literally, dude, they threw cow shit all over the walls. <laughs> and like, this is part of the experiment. I'm like, all right, <laughs> we're going to have to hear about that on the show, maybe. Uh, Billy Mays for trioxy complete. <laughs> I can only see what he would have done, man. God, all right. Thanks for the grow hack. A sunny Invectopia, guys. Right on. Uh, we haven't been getting too many grow hacks, but I still got that section over there on the site because if you got one or if you got a grow hack, I would like to see some air filtration grow hacks. Like I said earlier, that's a place to put them. Uh, another grow talk question. Are you ready? I'm ready, dude. I'm ready. A different way to get there by Rockstack. <laughs> that's, that's how I make it flow. Is Rockstack. Rockstack. Man, there's got to be a language like that, right? Oh, I like it. Not trying to have fun, but always trying to have a little fun on the show. So maybe shout out to... Maybe it's actually a Chinese name that they just put in American, you know? Rocks. Shaku. That works. That works. Thank you very much. Shout out to Du Gros Show and, of course, the DGC. I've been growing for a while, but stepped up my game when I started using solid genetics and equipment and applying knowledge from the Du Gros Show. Right on. Glad it's working out. I grow for myself but also for my 25-year-old niece who has developed an autoimmune condition, lupus, from the stress ah. of getting her doctorate in PT. Damn. Oh, my God, man. I know they say, I was listening to Rogan, he talks about keeping your immune system up and whatnot, and stress is so, uh, you know, so hard on that. Wow, mental stress, too. They say your brain takes up. I can't remember, but it's the majority of the energy. You know, your yeah. brain takes up a shitload of the energy. That's why if you're just thinking like crazy, man, people that think too much, they get usually they're skinny. Yeah, just don't, don't stress me out, dude. Yeah, I don't know if that seems like the biggest generalization ever. Might not make any sense. Go on, dude. Currently has issues of anxiety and sleeplessness, among other things. Sorry to hear that. Here's here's my question. Rather than try to grow any number of commercially available strains with a variety of advertised CBD to THC ratios and see what effects they might afford. What is the downside to modifying the mix in the crock pot to be a two to one or three run ratio using known and available <laughs> CA, CBD and THC strains? Not trying to be a mad scientist, but don't have uh, access to serious medical extraction methods. And all we can really do is see what works. Any comments appreciated? Says, as, by uh, no I, means, as by no means being a mad scientist, it's being logical. This is I've grown Dynamed CBD Plus from Dynafem Seeds, which is a 30 to 1 advertised CBD to THC. And Can you get it tested, pot. by the way? Have you have you heard anything about uh, testing or is that available? Because I know that there are people that get it tested and it's not exactly you know what it says it is. So to, as a start, I would see if you can get them tested just so We've you know got to be able with. to somewhat rely. I mean, on some of these breeders, reputable breeders, we've got to be able to rely Lush. on to a degree. Two, show, two shows ago, we did one where the guy said there was zero CBD in his 20 to one CBD or whatever. I think there are a lot easier ways to get a like tincture of, of whatever ratio you want, THC to CBD, uh, fairly easily 
uh, you just aren't getting it from the same plant is the only downside to doing it this way. If you take uh, your rosin that you've pressed with a rosin bomb mm. or used uh, some type of extractor and you have your rosin, weigh it out, see how much you have, multiply the amount of grams by 0.6. And hang on, that's because it's about 60% pure as on I, average, it's, right? It's just a good estimate if you're making these and you don't have a gas chromatography machine. Sure, yes. To so test just the percentage of your stuff. Okay, that makes es- sense. So. Estimate at 60% for the concentrate is probably going to be a low ball, but I mean, who, who knows? It might not be. So for every gram of concentrate you put in, you have 600 milligrams of uh, THC that's there. Or CBD. Uh, or, well, no, but let's go with THC right. for okay. this one because we're just using like either something you got in the dispensary, something you made yourself okay. from your weed garden because your weed garden is a really expensive piece of real estate. And to just be growing CBD in there when that is readily accessible most other places when really, really good weed is not. Um making getting your concentrate from that garden making like a mct oil mixture to kind of dissolve it into and then get a bottle of like a thousand or two thousand milligrams of cbd however whatever ratio you're trying to get get the grams per milliliter to line up with that for how much mct oil you got and you can pretty easily get uh like a one to one a two to one a three to one i mean guessing on the percentage of the rosin but other than that everything is like (laughs) concrete like you have that many grams per milliliter that's in there. So, I mean, it's it's nice working with as many uh, knowns as you can and keeping the one unknown being the concentration of the THC concentrate that you've made from your garden. And just I got to give the quick 30 seconds when you're buying CBD or evaluating CBD. Just remember the difference between milligrams and milliliters. Uh, milliliters is how big the bottle is. So how much water they fill the bottle with. I think about a two liter bottle of Coke or something like that, you know, it uh, could have you know a little teaspoon of syrup in it or it could be 99 percent syrup. So it's important. And the syrup would be measured in milligrams. It's weight. You know, you're weighing that that amount of syrup. So it's the same thing. It's the analogy. But just like the milligrams is the amount of CBD, uh, actual amount of 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 active ingredient. There you go. Active ingredient that's in there. And just think a mil, a mil, thousand. uh, So it's one thousandth of a gram. Each milligram is a thousandth of a gram. So a thousand milligrams is basically a gram of active material. If it's at 60%, what's it about a gram and a half, something like that. So you just think about what the fuck am I paying for a gram and a half of CBD? Uh, I was going to shout out. There's a great comment on here from SC Dung Slinger. Um, if you guys want to check it out in depth and saying Scotty Green with you, unfortunately, the only way um, your idea would work, in my opinion, is if you grew out both strains, made them into a concentrate and had it tested, then it may be possible to know, you know, what you're working with. There's so many variables, he's saying, um, from Breeder Down and also uh, SC Dunslinger offering up some genetics to help them out. That's awesome, DGC. That's what we're about. Um, and also added, you know, because he's got his, uh, I don't know if I'd call him his ideals, his sayings, SC Dunslinger, such as yes. recharges the fourth macronutrient. I think <laughs> I added I one it. here. If you've got more than four bumper stickers on your car, keep your opinions to yourself, not a speed reader. <laughs> that is awesome, man. I wore this weird ass shirt a couple of days ago. I never wore it, put it on. And uh, it was a George Orwell shirt that I ordered when I was high. I was like, nah, I can't really wear this outside. And uh, I pulled up to somebody that had the exact same bumper sticker as the T-shirt that I was wearing. I was like, come on. That's weird. What does it mean, man? Just- <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of uh, that, what does your shirt mean, dude? Is there something you want to tell us, man? I didn't even. Actually, I'm an elevationist. Yeah, uh, the the dude and I are both elevationists. That's cool. They had a church. Actually, we were in a church for a while in Denver, and we visited. We bought the shirts and joined the club. That was a pretty badass spot. Hey, they had Sean White's couch. <laughs> they did. You're right. They're right, man. <laughs> but Sean White's somebody, in the Illuminati, uh, isn't he? Somebody oh. in the comments somewhere is like, dude's joining the Illuminati, apparently. <laughs> Could be. There's a big eyeball on the back of the thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, uh, what do they call it, um, when you're an MC, like you're trying to join. Oh, yeah, you're, you're a prospect. I'm a you're prospect an Illuminati, Illuminati prospect. prospect. Yes, I'm working on it. Yes, they noticed our show. I can only imagine what you have to do as a prospect there, dude. All right, let me see. You. Uh, I've said it a bunch, but I'll say it again. What's playing on YouTube is how to grow with quality organic soil and get the most potent bud. Jeremy from Build a Soil. Nice. Uh, dropping some knowledge. We touched, touched on many subjects, as always. Uh, and yeah, he's got a lot going on over there and going to be coming up on the show a few more times and also offering up that take and bake soil kit. Check it out. Go uh, enter to win that. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. On the pros list, before we talk about our grows, um, actually, I have a cool story I can tie with this uh, Garden Gear Supply. Garden Gear Supply does radical bags, PVC all mesh side air pruning bags that are badass for a grow. But I just want to share a story from Freedom Farms, CDC using them. It says the shipping was fast and the product is awesome. I think we are up to 35 or 47 gals and they're killing it. My temps in the black, past, black, plastic, uh, black plastic pots like the nursery style pots where that yep. was 98 degrees and the radical bag was 78. They also, so this is huge, especially, I'm not sure if they mentioned they're an outside grower um, must be with a, a 98 degree temp when the sun hits those black nursery yep. pots. <clears throat> hey, I was just down in Florida. <clears throat> I always tell you that I have a great nurseryman friend of mine that I go to his farm. Or I'm sorry. I go to his nursery. I felt like I said that too many times and I'll go and look and some of the plants, he grows super tropical plants. Some of them will be in containers and most of them are in bags so much that he has his own bags. And, uh, it really does make a difference, man. The root temperatures, the ones that are sensitive to real high root temperatures, cause you're down in Florida, uh, go in bags. It makes a difference. So they also help with my low humidity. I do water them much more often, but that's a bonus for me. More time with my ladies. This is Jesus. I might be a lonely fucker. <laughs> the only thing we changed was the pot and our ladies are a full one third larger. We are definitely be buying more of those. So I just like the review. They do an indoor grow because um, they have the all mesh side. They can add humidity. That could be a benefit for some growers or not for others. But the fact that they're reusable over and over and over again, they got a great Velcro side option. Check them out at Garden Gear Supply. Uh, coupon code dude over there and they have all kinds of sizes up to some 600 600 gals buddy jesus man i think i have one of those and i had to fold it in half because it's like the sidewall i think it's 36 it's like i don't have that much media man <laughs> so, bury somebody in that thing i mean we have one of those cumulatively where we have what uh well, or actually no we have more than that we have oh we got a thousand yeah, gallons man yeah we have 1200 gallon ones Nice. Yes, sir. You got to get those ready. Now, too, I guess it's another month, uh, two months before you're going to go outside. You don't go outside until June. We can take it to our grows right now. I don't know what to do. Well, I'll just tell you about that. I've been thinking about that two years in a row. I've had the inspector busting my balls about that, man. 
I don't know what my, what is here, man. As about far as the odor, smell. yeah. When it, the last month, maybe the last six weeks, all flowering. My neighbors who's, are who's, tripping. Who's ratting on you? Who's ratting uh, on you? We can make a plan. I tell you, I don't. You know, you can. I'm a decent. I'm a, a guru. Called me an empath one time, and I try to empathize with other people. And I can imagine if you don't smoke weed, you live a half a block away. This new guy moves in there, sells a lot of recharge out of his house, and uh, makes the whole neighborhood stink like weed. Love him. I think the solution is to diversify your greenhouse. I mean, it would be super cool to just try some different things. You could put more oh. of a water feature, a spot to hang out, have four plants instead of 12, four big-ass plants, you know, put some veggies in there, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't sound as excited as this full <laughs> canopy, huh? Nah, maybe I'll just have some things rotting behind the, uh, behind the greenhouse. All right. Well, that's to be decided, it sounds like. You still have time, but decide quick. What about uh, indoor? Your indoor garden is done. You're growing. Just happens. Uh, you know what? They're to the paint. And I do believe veg is done. I have uh, plants right <laughs> here. Thank you, Bruce Banner. Oh, ooh, super lemon haze. Yo. Hey, you got, got, you got any roots on that? Looks oh, like you could pull up. Oh, I'm sure. Dude, he's like. Uh, show it off to the nut camp. Oh, yeah. He's like, bro, you got to get these out of here, man. <laughs> these things are so, uh, yeah, anyway, but uh, super, super nice. I will say Colorado Spoiled wouldn't call your buddy and he brings you over a half a dozen clones. Well, it's my job to ask it. you, do, do you even grow, bro? Like you didn't plant a seed, man. You, you barely built your own room with your own bare hands. And then you just show up from home for vacation and you got plants ready to go? Are you really going to bust my balls? Because I'm probably going <laughs> to I'm probably going to clone these in about two weeks with 100 percent success. So, uh, yeah, I do grow, man. I was just down at my bamboo nursery. Know, Why'd you get me started, man? Uh, 100,000 plants. The first time in in uh, ever that my bamboo nursery has broken 100,000 plants in a year. That's a big yeah, deal. So I was calling you Three on the people. phone. And you said you had to go because you're taking drone footage of the bamboo farm. You're like, I grow, bro. Dude, there was one point I do it all the time, just hanging out there, and the bamboo is like triple rows of it. I'm like, yeah, let me go check this out. And I just stay there for a while while these motherfuckers work, man. Holy shit, you gotta hide from that heat. But uh, just think about like loading or unloading a thousand three gallons in you know the morning. You know, take a half a day, maybe you and your buddies. A thousand, mm-hmm. yes, forty yes. foot trailer, man. Um, so your growth is about to get going. Obviously, those plants need to get in there soon. Don't let them get hung up and pissed off now. Unless, well, you can ah, do that. You can do that. If you, I riled you up. T- I riled up Rowdy Rick, man. It was like, dude, we got to get this this week done. So by Friday, whatever day it is, man, by Friday. When you're kind of spoiled, too, because you don't have to worry. Like some people, depending on where they're at, don't have the hydro store support. And like, oh, I got to plan ahead what I might need to order to have here on time. You know, if you forget anything, I got to go roll over. Way to grow and pick up what I need. Yep. And by the way, we did <clears throat> talk about uh, 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 burners. I did find out in a commercial facility, which I don't know if you know, I'm zoned commercial here, but uh, you are allowed burners. But it is a it is a good point. Is that uh, in residential, I'd, a lot of municipalities do not allow burners. 
Somebody tell me the story why Titan Controls, I think it was, they had a two burner forever, not forever, yeah. for a while. A yeah. two burner, I'm like, that's a cool size for a small little indoor, like 10 by 10 room or whatever. Yeah. Um, and because those reviews on them were like, dude, it only comes on for five minutes. It doesn't cycle that often. But regardless, then they made them unavailable. And it made me wonder if too many people were putting burners in areas they weren't supposed to be. But their things are freaking safe anyway, in my opinion. So what happened to the, or anybody know any good two burner stoves? I know, uh, not stoves, but CO2 generator. Ash is just to be like, dude, you light two candles. Done. <laughs> you just put your ass in the room, man. I can only imagine what the CO2 is here right now. I'm still paranoid about the candle hack. You know, we've covered a grow hack where you put candles in these little enclosed glass things and hang them in your tent. And like, I'm uncomfortable leaving my tent with like a hanging candle, but it's just no open that. flame, bro. No open but flame. Think about it. There's nothing in there is going to catch on fire. That's the thing. These plants are full of water. Like they're not just going to catch on fire by a candle. It's right, the principle, dude. It's the principle. I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, and my grow. Dude, what what's going the- on in your grow, man? I gotta know, man. <clears throat> All right, I just need a little prompt. I'll just give the quick update. Uh, nothing. I shouldn't say nothing too exciting. I uh, got a little harvest trim done. My first rough trim, if you will, is done. So I'm stoked to have a harvest. I haven't had a harvest in a while since the outdoor was effed, if you will. Um, and then planting here, I have three of the Series 6 feminized... Um, what which ones were they i have the pack right here they're feminized one to one cbd to thc have popped two look fabulous two look like the stems are strong the shells are still on the heads like the leaves are just starting to come but the seed cells still on them i've had some seeds fail at that point where i feel like i got to get in there with like my exacto knife and maybe help pop that shell off but technically if you you, maybe is that one going to be a run if i have to help it out like that um only one way to find out man a third one so two have strong stalks and i think by the time i'm done talking to show i'm gonna go check on them we'll have popped out and the leaves will be there third one thinner stalk and last time i put in three seeds or four seeds one of them did die due to like a stem rot at the soil level i'm they're being planted in a mix of cocoa and peat and what it makes me want and i did start them like i did do the paper towel method this time i'm like i want to see the root come out before i put it in there make sure it's pretty viable and nice and planted it upright with the tap root pointed down. It makes it easy to do that when you wait for the root to come out in the paper towel method. Um, but regardless, I, I, if I should plant them in more of a not sterile media, but I'm afraid that I, got, I might have the stem rot again on one of these hey, seeds. I, I will say I have been putting them a little bit of recharge, maybe a quarter teaspoon. I watered it recharge <laughs> into the media for sure before planting, but not okay. Like, did you, the seeds you can you can you got the seeds co- in contact with them because like I said as soon as that suit that that uh, uh, root busts out if it's getting inoculated with that mycorrhizae it's a coating man and it does it is uh, protective of that root and the reason we're talking about it is because we're putting up the no vacancy sign you know if there's something there causing stem rot some type of negative bacteria or some shit then we're hopefully there's not room for it because all the beneficial bacteria and shit that's around it, it right it this one specific where it's a fungi so it's just a coating it's you know fungi is like fuzz when you look at a peach it's just fuzz and uh the pathogens can't get through it it's they're used to, they're trying to eat plant roots and this is you know tender plant roots and this is fungus like, uh, I'm I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> uh, um, but I, I got a six pack of them, so I'll succeed. And then I've got the GMO seed, <clears throat> GMO bag seed, if you will, that is about 
seven inch plant now. Not sure if it's male or female. I'm going to let it get a little root bound in this one gal, take it to a three and hope it'll pre social sex, do something for me. Um, and then again, get on cloning. I haven't successfully cloned that well in my last two attempts. So I'm kind of annoyed by that. It's the like light, bro. It, it is, I bet you it's the distance of the light to the top of your dome. That's almost always the variable. And I was just being cocky about it. Brand new grow. I might have to adjust that shit, man. You got it. The light's got to have enough to, um, you should just see a shitload of moisture on the top of the dome. And usually the light is enough to do that if you have it at the right, uh, you know, at the right distance. I'm wondering too, Guru, if you're, if you're there, anything with the R, like what, when you're talking R spec from HLG, or I do also have that nanometer in my um, Core 85 bars from Rapid. Was that 770, 760, that color? Uh, 730. Are Would you... it have any negative effect on a cloning plant? No. Okay, just making sure. Cause I know like, I'm, I always like that nice, light white for us and that's what i clone the most with is probably what i'm thinking of that <clears throat> excuse me hey where did you right. think guru was by the way you <laughs> <laughs> just, just stepped out for a little bit got a little he's work, working on the camaro over there man by the way dude i saw perfect smoking the bandit trans am while i was down there uh me and maestro did uh shout out me and maestro hanging down down in florida and he just goes dude <laughs> I looked at it and goes, dude, perfect for you, man. Well, you got any updates on the speaking of that? The, you said the Camaro out there. I know you got a Dabulance, a Dabulance out there. What's going on with I Dabulance? Came back from Florida and it moved. It had moved. Right. Nah, I'm just moved. Messing. It was interesting. Brought the Dabulance home and the throttle cable broke as I got into the driveway. Now it's, you know, it's, uh, it's going to need a little bit of work, but. Is that good karma or bad karma? You know, that could have gone good. wrong, right? That's good. Yeah. So anyway, we got it back going. And I'll shout out that I, I met a really cool person through the Dabulance, man. Uh, our mechanic smokes and I'll bet you he grows weed too. So good shit. Love living in Colorado, brother. Uh, work before we head out of here. Who's slinging some recharge these days? What store you got to shout out? Hey, I got to give it up to Grow Generation. They do a really good job. They've got 58 stores and uh, they represent Recharge. Our buddy Cody's down in Oklahoma. Uh, I've got a bunch of friends that are over at Grow Generation. So thank you so much, y'all. Good stores and uh, represent Recharge. Appreciate it. Excellent. If you guys enjoyed the show today, dudegrows.com forward slash support. As I said, we do still have some merch uh, over at dudegrows.com forward slash merch, some hats, Canadian DGC hit me up on Patreon, man. I got some hats. I got some hats to ship out. Uh, man, look at that ship out. The hell's happening. <laughs> it's all good. Just don't uh, say Florida. I have to check. I'll just message you on there with the <laughs> and whatnot. If you guys are interested and Please why do. not put it in the bag with some shout outs. First off, I'm gonna shout out to Tim McGraw. Tim, Tim McGraw or Tim McCraw? Where are you going? Tim McCraw. Tim McCraw. Nice, man. Nice. It'd be cool if Tim McGraw listened to our show. I'm just trying to grow better weed, gentlemen. <laughs> Tim says he gets his ass busted all the time with his name. He's like, how's Faith doing? You know, what's up? Oh, sorry we mistake you for a super uh, successful guy that married one of the hottest girls in the world. So sorry. <laughs> uh, and DT calls five. What's up? They got Stone Root and Buzz Ladankovich. Change Vanderhart and Cinda, Cinda, Cinda Kush. 
wonder where these folks are from, man. I got <laughs> I know this folks probably from South Florida. Hostility 7 <laughs> at Terpene Station. Master Blasted and Fishganja Gay. I know where this yeah. guy's from. Oregon City. Yeah, man. Watch Grown. What's up, man? Thanks. Now they're going to go get Fishganja Gay. It's great. <laughs> right on, guys. Stay higher. We're coming at you with some Lincoln Big Shortly. They're coming to take you away. <laughs> take her easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. Smoking weed. 